Hello everyone, before we start today's episode of Joe's Tango Podcast, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Strictly Tango Apparel. Strictly Tango Apparel has quality and affordable tango products you are sure to love. Items include shirts, hoodies, accessories, wall art, and more. Find the perfect present for your dance partner, friend, loved one, or yourself. Use promo code Joe's Tango Podcast for 15% off. So head on over to their website at www.strictly-tango.com. Once again, that's www.strictly-tango.com and check it out. The URL and promo code will be in the show notes. Hey everybody and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast. We've got another fun interview today. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a new listener, welcome. Glad you're here and have a listen to our previous episodes. You will definitely hear some interesting stories and learn some good stuff. Okay, so I know a lot of you out there are thinking of making some sort of positive change in your lives. Maybe you're toying with the idea of starting a home business or learning a new skill or really ramping up your tango dancing. Whatever it is, I'm sure you're excited about it. But at the same time, you're worried that it might be too late to develop expertise in something new. Or maybe you're worried that you're too old or that your current skill sets aren't relevant to what you hope to achieve. If that sounds like you, then you're not going to want to miss this episode. My guest today has a pretty inspiring story. He is from Buenos Aires, but is now located in Berlin, Germany. He's a guitarist and bandoneon player with over 30 international tours under his belt. He is a two-time Latin Grammy nominee and in 2013 was recognized as an outstanding cultural personality by the legislature of Buenos Aires. He's known for his broad creativity in experimenting with different instruments and sounds, and you're probably very familiar with his group, Narcotango. In the early 2000s, Narcotango made a big splash amongst tango dancers and DJs worldwide. Although the band officially ended in 2016, today's guest continues making huge contributions to the ever-growing electro-tango phenomenon. And with me now, from Berlin, is the one and only Carlos Libedinsky. Carlos, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. It's great to have you on the show. Bueno, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, just to get into things, um, when you were a, a child, did you grow up as a musician? Well, uh, I could say yes. I mean, my older brother, uh, he used to have uh, guitar lessons, and always I wanted to be just uh, watching his lessons, and I was six years old, and I was very interested in in his lessons and then when he finished uh, I like to ask him to show me some songs like very traditional songs and then I asked my mother that I wanted to have also my own lessons yeah. of guitar <laughs> then I started in that moment and then it was, was very beautiful to uh, to have my my childhood with, with an instrument and to can sing and and also in, in the social way, it's something that I recommend to any parents that if they can give a, some music approach to the children, it's such a beautiful company to grow. And, but of course, I didn't know that with the time that could be my profession. No? But I, wa I was very passionate with the music since I was a child. That's great. So uh, I know like tango wouldn't come in a little bit until a little bit later in your life, but when while you were growing up, um, what were your thoughts about uh, tango music? Well, 
My father were a big fan of tango music and a, a great dancer, according what my older cousins told me. Mm-hmm. But when he when he married, he stopped to dance because my mother didn't dance tango, and of course, of course, I say. <laughs> Uh, she didn't allow, allow him to go alone for right. for the milongas. Mm-hmm. At least that moment were very different. The things, mm-hmm. and and then my father used to to sing, uh, not professional. He likes to to sing and to whisper, mm-hmm. uh, whisper, no, whistle. That is whistle, whistle. Not That's whistle. great. Sorry. Whistle, mm-hmm. uh, tangos, uh, and then I knew a lot of tangos from my childhood, but was not the music that I, I were interested at all. I did, uh, that were uh, the beginning of the rock music in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Then I was with with the guitar, were very interested in, in the in rock music, mm-hmm. but also I like to study classical music. And then, of course, in that moment, tango were the, the music of the old parents. As usual, we wanted to be different from that, than our parents. And then uh, I had in my ears and in my house tango, but I didn't like in that moment. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it were very like old old fashioned, for mm-hmm. Me. Mm-hmm. and of course, living in Buenos Aires, you hear in the in the radios, in the taxis, in the everything mm-hmm. is something related with that. Then uh, many years later, at the age of thirty something, thirty eight, thirty six, I was playing guitar with some friends as usual when we have meetings. Mm-hmm. And then we start to to play tangos, <laughs> music that we never played before and we never used to sing. But all the the lyrics and the the chords were there, and then I mm-hmm. I start to to enjoy in this in that moment mm-hmm. because I could connect in that moment uh, with tango, with that beautiful melodies and and the poetry and the lyrics. And I start to discover uh, absolutely that moment, and and also uh, how rich were like to to try to make a good arrangements in the guitar with the, in that moment I, I made a duo with a, another uh, guitar player, and we start to make arrangements for for two guitars and to sing in, mm-hmm. and were re- really really an amazing uh, uh, discovered for me no? mm-hmm. in that moment. Now, were you were also working as a musician at this point, or did you have a separate job? No, I, I always work as a musician, Okay. Uh, but I opened a school of music in Buenos Aires when I was tw- 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Until that moment, my I had a, a lot of uh, students uh, teaching guitar, air training, uh, e- ear, mm-hmm. ear training. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ear, <laughs> <laughs> ear, ear training, and I, I used to conduct a chorus. And then I, I, I had a, a lot of uh, work. When I, I, I started to, to give classes when I was 16 years old. Oh, and nice. at the age of, of 23, I, I had the opportunity to, to rent a house to make a, to make a little mm-hmm. uh, school. And the school was growing up. And then uh, when I started with, with Narco Tango, it just were like, like more than 20 years that I, I was with a school. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Narco Tango, I started to, to travel a lot. 
then uh, I decided to leave the school to the oldest teachers of the school and dedicate myself only for, for music because also I wear a many months of the year traveling right and then were very complicated to have the school and being on tour right. so long right yeah. so so at one point you picked up the bandoneon as well so what was what was learning the bandoneon like for you well in the first years of uh, narcotango i am guitarist first a guitar player but those years in the beginning of the electro tango, were difficult to find bandoneon players to play the, the music mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, where that uh, where music that um, needs from the musicians to uh, improvise, to read not exactly uh, arrangements, maybe to have a, a progression of chords and then uh, to make own compings or. And in other, well, first, we're not so easy to find that kind of bandoneon players. Mm-hmm. Once you find the, the bandoneon players, we're not so easy to keep them with the project because in that moment we're the stars, no? The stars yeah. of, of the music. <laughs> now there are many more bandoneon players, but uh, in that moment, 2003, when I start to, to travel, mm-hmm. And it, it uh, demands a lot of responsibility, and also we're not so easy to find <laughs> that responsibility. Then, uh, after some years, I had the idea just to start to to play, and then uh, I had a cousin that uh, had uh, a bandoneon, and I mm. I asked him mm-hmm. if he could uh, give me for some months, and that that was in the in 2008. Mm-hmm. I start to play and by myself. I, I took. Uh, four or five classes mm-hmm. just to know how to manage the uh, the bandoneon in 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 my body yeah but uh, i just wanted to play my music especially I, I i was not interested in just to go to play traditional tango mm-hmm. my idea were to play my music then uh, i made a self teaching yeah um, because also, well, I, I was very interested in, in the improvisation uh, mm-hmm. and to mix the bandoneon with other instruments uh, from out of tango music. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, because of the electronics and everything. And then uh, th- that problem that I had with the bandoneon players were, was mm-hmm. the most important thing for me and uh, changed my, my life. Yes, yeah. I changed my instrument in that, mm-hmm. that uh, moment. Sometimes when you have problems and you have to change, in the beginning is uh, is such a, a difficult thing. But mm-hmm. in this case, uh, was the the best that could happen for yeah. me because I was so happy, and I of course I'm still so happy to <laughs> can play bandoneon now mm-hmm. that uh, I did I didn't expect in my age at that that moment just mm-hmm. to start to play a new instrument. I was mm-hmm. in that moment, uh, I think, 47, 40, 48 years old. And well, now is uh, is my daily life is with the one. That, that's great. Yeah. See, I mean, that's you're never you're never too late. You don't have to, you know, start as a child before becoming an expert at something. Again, you can start at any time. And yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. Now, yeah. of course, you know, now as you said, there are a lot more people becoming interested in, in the bandoneon, which is great for for the future of tango. So. You know, as a, I guess as a, as a 
since you have also have a great um, background as a teacher for, for many years, what's your advice for if there are any listeners out there who are interested, who are thinking of starting the bandoneon? What what's some advice you would you would give them to start the bandoneon? Yeah. Ah, bueno, I think it depends on the uh, on the interest. No, for me, it was the easy part it was uh, being guitar player before. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I felt that many of the technique of the guitar, mm -hmm. the classical guitar, no, mm -hmm. were very compatible. That that I I uh, I could use that knowledge starting with uh, with the with the bandoneon, no, mm -hmm. about uh, how to to work with the energy, with the re relaxation, how to how to work, and of course with the mechanics of the of the fingers. Mm -hmm. Of course, with the background of music that I had before, and with the, with the obsession that I had <laughs> in the moment <laughs> when I started, I used to ha to have uh, many problems with my <laughs> with my wife in in that moment mm -hmm. <laughs> because I was the the whole day playing, and, mm -hmm. and then uh, I didn't want to for the dinner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, um, the advice is that, uh, well, first, it's important to have music education. Mm -hmm. And uh, one advice very important that I could give to any bandoneon player is uh, what I made in my, in my bandoneon. Mm -hmm. it, it, because the, the very difficult thing in the beginning is to learn where are the notes, because uh, the bandoneon is, I think, is the only one instrument that you play and you cannot see what you are playing. Mm -hmm. No, you you cannot see the bottoms. Right, you, you cannot make like yeah. this and like that. <laughs> yeah, and and also, well, may, maybe a, a lot of people knows, but other know the mm. where the tunes, the, the tones are located, mm -hmm. have no any rational. Um, Layout. Layout, yes. Mm. It's like a random. Yeah. You have in yeah. one, the C, the D, A, in any different places. Then what I made in the beginning was in the bottoms, mm. I put a little, how do you say, a little extra bottom ah, yeah. to kind of fill in, mm -hmm. fill in my fingers mm -hmm. seven, six or seven nodes to kind of locate the, the node. And that was that makes me like very easy and fast to locate the, the tones. That that is a very good advice. <laughs> that I, I really didn't know how nobody made it before because one of the reasons for so many people quit the bandoneon is is just because it's crazy. It's really crazy. <laughs> and also, in in your right hand you have the tones in 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 a place that is different in the left. Mm -hmm. And when you open the note is one, and when you close that same button is another note. Mm -hmm. Then it's, it's really a crazy instrument. Yeah, you need like something that makes you <laughs> yeah became crazy. Yeah, sure. yeah. Now, um, yeah, just kind of for a technical question about bandoneon. Let's say if you were to borrow somebody else's tango bandoneon, would would it be a different arrangement on there uh, in terms of the keys or? Uh, well, not not the bandoneon that we used to use uh, for tango, for tango uh, music. No, they, they almost are the same. Okay. Uh, but but where where before different uh, bandoneons because uh, when the the bandoneon travel from Germany to Argentina because it's originally from Germany, the instrument 
then the musicians in Argentina start to ask the things that they wanted. Mm -hmm. They ask to the companies in, in Germany how they wanted the... And then was like a prototype of how Argentine tango wanted the... But I, I met I met here many people that has bandoneon, maybe older and that was not thinking about of tango. And also the the buttons and the turns are in totally different places. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I want to move on a little bit uh, to talk a little bit about uh, narco tango because again people all over the world love your music. So what was the the very first song you composed for? For your group Narco Tango? My first approach was uh, before the album Narco Tango, I record a, an, another album uh, called Aldea Global. That album had tango songs with lyrics, new tango songs that mm -hmm. uh, I play and, and I uh, record. And in the middle of the process of that album, I start to dance tango. That was in the, in the year 2000. And then I was recorded the album and then I start to to dance. Mm -hmm. I was also very obsessed with dancing <laughs> and, and start to go every night to dance. And what happens with me during the milonga were, were not new music. All the mm -hmm. music were very old for so many young people that uh, were dancing. But uh, I start to feel bored about the music. Mm. I mean, I like, but I realized that in most of the milongas, every night play the, the same tangos mm -hmm. where ah, nothing new, nothing unexpected, no surprises during the night. And then also, I well, I liked an, another music to, to hear in my, as a musician, I were very hungry of music always. <laughs> and, and then uh, I was very interested in, in, the, in electronic music, in the trip hop, in groups like air or massive attack I, and then that uh, that beat were really amazing to dance tango mm -hmm. and then i realized that well here there is a connection because i feel in my body this connection mm -hmm. i i uh, used to play mezzanine at home mm -hmm. the album of massive attack and i wanted to dance tango <laughs> then uh, then i start to to study Mm -hmm. all the recording things with the computers, the samplers. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I made a version of the song Mi Buenos Aires Querido mm -hmm. in electronics and also a version of From Astor Piazzolla Duo de Amor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then th those two songs, I include previews of Narco Tango. Of the, first nar the first Narco Tango album was in 2003. And I also include that two songs, but mm -hmm. that two songs were included in the so in the album Aldea Global mm -hmm. that was in 2001. That were the first two songs were mm -hmm. Mi Buenos Aires Querido, that, that, that one that is already in Narco Tango, yeah. and Duo de Amor. Nice. Yeah, so when the first time Narco Tango performed for, for dancers, what was the reaction? The, the first time that we played was in Milonga Paracultural, in Buenos Aires, in Salon Canning. And at that moment, uh, I had many friends from the Milonga because I was dancing before for two years. Mm -hmm. And because I, I were like a tango junkie, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I used to go to dance not every night, but mm-hmm. four nights a, a week. And then I, many of my friends went to Salon Canning. And then it was very interesting because most of the traditional dancers that was there were like a very, I could say, upset <laughs> because we were playing there. What is this? And mm-hmm. then they, they went to complain to... Omar Viola, that mm-hmm. were the, the hostess of. But in the other hand, were like uh, 40 or 50 people dancing mm-hmm. that for for the first ever, ever, ever time, the, the songs that they already knew because I had before records of, of the music. Then uh, were a little underground mm-hmm. crowd of friends and friends of friends that were interested in what what were at that moment happening mm-hmm. and they was that night in in paracultural then mm-hmm. in that in some way it was very great and and happy because all these uh, friends were there dancing and enjoying mm-hmm. and and you saw in that moment what uh, would be coming with that uh, confront between the traditional scene and, and all the electronic uh, movement that were growing in that moment. Yeah, yeah, that's always it's always interesting because you always get some dancers who, like you say, get, get kind of upset. I remember a while back I was talking to a you know, Miguel Ligenova from Otros Aires, and yeah, he sort of had a similar uh, stories to tell people getting upset. But we were talking about you know. Um, let's say, you know, like classic tango, like Juan D'Arienzo, but even during his time, people were kind of upset with him for trying something different. And we thought, well, maybe 50 years from now, you know, this, what we call electronic tango or alternative tango might be considered classical in, you know, mm-hmm. in 50 years. So who, who knows? Yeah, 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 I remember Miguel was said, oh, if, if D'Arienzo wasn't, were alive today, he would probably love to remix music himself and you know be doing what whatever <laughs> what you guys are doing so that's that's yeah. that's great yeah 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 so it's really wonderful how you are taking i guess um, a lot of instruments or ideas that are not traditionally tango and putting them into um, a tango context for us to to enjoy but of course not everything we experiment with works so uh, do you have any stories of you just trying some experiments that that did not work or did not make it into the uh, the albums well yes i i like to to play uh, a lot of music no i like yeah. to to connect with with music uh, but in the albums usually I, I am interested in record my music no mm-hmm. i i never was very much to make versions of of other musicians. I mean, yeah. I'm interested in just to to express myself and mm-hmm. to feel how what I have to say, what what's what new I I have to say, and I usually try to find new new ways. I'm mm-hmm. as I told you, I'm very. Uh, hungry of yeah. uh, music and mm. technology also no i i am uh, making a new studio here in berlin and it's just mo- <laughs> just nice. uh, uh, recently moving here and uh, uh, well because in, of course uh, last year all the concerts was cancelled was yeah. very difficult to meet to to rehearse and mm. then 
uh, everything was ha had to be thinking like well uh, what what we make uh, what what I will make with all the time that I have and, and in some way it was uh, beautiful also mm -hmm. because it's more introspective uh, moment or uh, just to create new things or to study mm -hmm. again and, uh, other things and then what I discover is that the uh, of course bandoneon is our instrument no everything is is beautiful and uh, also living here in berlin that i had the chance to to meet with a lot of musicians from all around the world mm -hmm. with their own uh, folklorical uh, traditional instrument mm. and and usually that uh, that mixing with the uh, instruments from asia of uh, of uh, middle middle east middle west mm. instruments from from all around the world and and usually that mixing is gives so much uh, an interesting uh, flavors waves uh, i mean I, I didn't want to to be like reduce to to something that is expected no mm -hmm. i mean some of my albums uh, were very success mm -hmm. especially the first two narcotango albums that mm -hmm. also were something new something that many people were waiting for mm -hmm. and uh, but uh, as uh, as you can hear in in the the develop of my albums uh, I, I I don't stay in the in the success of some kind of, of music. Yeah. I mean, I fo I follow my instinct. I follow my creativity to to make uh, new music. I follow my life. Not yeah. my life here. Uh, since three years, I am living here in Berlin, and it changed so much. And then it gives, of course, everything is is in the music that I'm making. I I. I feel very represented mm -hmm. how the, the life goes on <laughs> in uh, and of course many of the music uh, is uh, is not very tango danceable yeah no mm -hmm. and and that is okay but uh, it's uh, always uh, some of the music in the albums is uh, tango danceable because of course i got i love to dance tango but uh, but i am a musician i am not uh, a dancer I love to dance, but what I follow with the music is is like to to the vibes of my heart mm -hmm. uh, goes in the sound. No? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, people all over the world they they love your music. I remember when I was DJing, I first played uh, your music for my community here, and people they they loved it. They said, "Oh, who was that? Who was that?" So, uh -huh. uh, yeah, that's great. So it's, it's wonderful you. that um that you become successful and. Um, again, there are a lot of you know young musicians out there. Again, you know tango is it's it's moving forward. There are a lot of people interested in, it. and of course, um, perhaps many of the young musicians starting out, they will also um, at some point become uh, successful as well. Many of them. So, what advice do you have for people who, mm -hmm. uh, when you be, when they become very successful, what are of course with success sometimes, especially with a lot of younger people, they. They might get into some trouble. They might, uh, you know, maybe become arrogant, or uh, maybe they lose the focus. So, what's your advice um, on, I guess, on once you become very, you know, world famous? Um, what are, what's your advice for not uh, getting into to trouble? I think that uh, if somebody, uh, because of a success, become arrogant, is because 
the, uh, because they were arrogant before. Mm. At least it's what I, what I experiment. It's not something that uh, appears because of something. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have inside of you that, that feelings, but uh, uh, I, I really don't have any, any advice because it's something uh, that it, it belongs to you. It belongs to the, the kind of person that you are. Uh, maybe, of course, to have a, su a success in what you do gives you uh, more confident, like to uh, give give you a push to say you trust in yourself mm -hmm. and you are in a in a good way, even if you if you don't have success in other, uh, not always mm -hmm. will have a, a, a success. But it depends uh, what success means. Mm -hmm. If success uh, means uh, to to sell a lot of albums, it's one thing. But uh, I think for an artist to to have success is that is, is to feel represented yourself with what you are doing. Mm -hmm. If uh, if in the end of the of the music or or, if, or the concert, you feel that. Uh, you gave everything from your heart and your feelings and your emotions, that is the success. Mm -hmm. And if that success arrives also to a lot of people mm -hmm. and uh, people want your concerts and mm -hmm. you can tour and, uh, and play, well, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. no? But um, the way I discovered this music was like a, an internal process. Mm -hmm. And I understand a lot when uh, many people uh, doesn't like the tag electro tango <laughs> uh, because because electro tango was successful in one moment in, mm -hmm. from two, 2003 and until 2008 and until it uh, it start to don't be uh, something new anymore because also success depends on the on the time and the uh, the geography and the time, no? It's uh, the timing uh, when it appears. Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody makes Electro Tango now, of course, it's not something new. It's not the time to be new. Yeah. It's the time if somebody wants to, to make. But uh, in that moment, many companies or, or labels start to make really shitty albums of Electro Tango, kind of Electro Tango, to make some samplers and samplers with and then of course with the the original ones mm -hmm. a, a lot of very cheap and, and bad albums yeah. uh, uh, comes also then it uh, was a contribution for the the bad promotion mm -hmm. that had in some traditional uh, yeah mm -hmm. and then that that fighting becomes more <laughs> <laughs> more uh, more strong no yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so, um it's great that you're you're still continuing to experiment and then um yeah so so what are what are some new ideas that you have uh, that you're working on uh well uh, this friday uh, i release a new uh, album a, a short album ep okay. an ep uh, that will be in all the platforms it's called el viaje azul the mm -hmm. the blue the blue travel mm -hmm. and uh, was a collaboration with my wife uh, here in Berlin in Berlin Mona mm -hmm. she's a DJ and and is the, she hosts the Tango Loft Berlin 
uh, that w w was how we met here. Nice. I, I came for a concert <laughs> and we fell in love and then I moved here. And she's also a, a floral designer, a floral artist. Wow. She will release a, a mini movie, like a 20 minutes movie that's something uh, about flowers that will be released next, next month also. Mm -hmm. And she asked me music for that project. And uh, well, I start to, to record music and I, I like a lot. And then I decide to release uh, as an album. And I, I had in my studio in that moment, a hang drum. I don't know if you know that uh, instrument, mm -hmm. the hang drum. Oh, yes, yes, yes. A kind of steel drum. Yes, yes, I, I've seen one yeah. before, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, and that, uh, I, I found that the hang drum and the bandoneon were amazing uh, connection then uh, and it's also hang drum is, a, is an easy instrument to play mm -hmm. okay uh, for that became so so popular that thing well uh, last year I, I was making a lot of collaborations mm -hmm. house to house with the people <laughs> from uh, in buenos aires in india in china in, mm. uh, in iran in, mm -hmm. uh, here in berlin also also was uh, uh, was good in, in last year to have collaborations with the uh, cuarteto rotterdam mm -hmm. here in berlin is a very famous and a great uh, quartet of usually traditional tango mm -hmm. but they open to play uh, also electronic uh, tango then we was making a couple of live streamings mm -hmm. uh, with the music of narco tango in a new arrangement mm -hmm. and also i uh, was playing with a trio boulanger that is a, a classical trio okay. plus uh, with a cello violin piano mm -hmm. double bass and bandoneon well th that uh, was making me feel very mm -hmm. uh, awake and excited uh, about the uh, uh, not only continue uh, playing the the music of narco tango that usually when i when i go to for the concerts here yeah. in europe in europe i play narco tango music mm -hmm. uh, plus uh, some music of my collaborations yeah. uh, with uh, and and also we play um, narco tango music uh, without electronics ah. was very interesting. i mean mm -hmm. uh, new arrangements uh, to make with the Acoustic, totally acoustic. That was uh, uh, very nice. Then the the year was uh, mostly just to think how to to feel alive, even mm -hmm. uh, without going for concerts. Right. Yeah. 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 So so looking forward, uh, how do you see a tango music evolving? I mean, of course, we had the classic music, and then we had you know. You fusing a lot of the new sounds with tango, and then again, a lot of people loving that. Um, just going forward, where, where do you see? I mean, it's hard to, to say, of course, but uh, just based on your experience, where, where do you see? Well, that? I find yeah. that there are so many musicians making uh, new music, many of them with a very traditional uh, flavor. Also, I understand also why uh, electro tango was so successful in some moment because uh, then the, we, we i say otro side estangueto mm -hmm. gotan project some of bajo fondo mm -hmm. um we we was interested in the dance floor with new music yeah and then that was uh, the the good thing we, we 
we we are very proud about uh, that we put new music in the mm. tango dance floor that that didn't happen for so long yeah very long more and then we will see what happens but uh, for the moment there are very beautiful new music i i would like to invite for example also also the DJs that likes electro tango mm-hmm. uh, i find that uh, many times it's like the same with the tradition that mm-hmm. uh, they have like i don't say a playlist but the the favorite ones yeah. of the first time mm-hmm. of of uh, electro tango from the, the first albums but uh, we continue recording tangos and maybe there are not all the, the songs danceable but there are many danceable songs that uh, i don't used to hear in the milongas that plays uh, new music no because is also is is something that uh, about DJs the DJs knows which songs the people already knows and already like. Mm-hmm. Then uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a risk to play new songs or if even if they are not new, just to encourage the the dance floor to receive new music. Mm-hmm. And th- that is like a, a circle that you never know mm-hmm. if, uh, uh, I mean, I think we need a courage uh, DJ yeah. to, to tell to the people, <laughs> yes, well, be open to receive new music. Yeah. Because also it's very frustrating for the musicians, the new musicians that wants to, to introduce new music when nobody wants to play. No? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was very difficult in the, in the beginning because nobody wants it, wanted to play my, my new songs in Argentina. Then mm-hmm. I... I was traveling in 2000 and 2001, making tours along with, with my guitar and the new songs that I were recording. Mm-hmm. And, and that songs were more accepted in, in some of the milongas. They said, oh, well, this is something new that maybe we will see. And they used to play mm-hmm. with, with the little demos that I had in that moment. And then, uh, but it, when, I, when I went to the milongas in Buenos Aires, the DJs didn't want to play mm. until it became a little famous. <laughs> and in that, in that moment, they mm-hmm. start to play. Mm-hmm. But uh, if, if it doesn't change, mm-hmm. of course, it will be difficult to have uh, new music. Mm-hmm. And, and I find that uh, that moment where, when the electro tango start, the milongas were so, so excited, so rich, with all the with all the new stuff to dance uh, with the all the Chicho and uh, Naveira stuff and Marcelo Salas, all that stuff that were very uh, new for the da- for dancing and and then electro tango came and was uh, like a, a good uh, relation with uh, this and that. Um, I don't find in this moment that excitement. Mm-hmm. Well, despite of Corona, time, right? No. Mm-hmm. That, but uh, something that that it feels you like uh, being alive. Of course, for new people who start to dance and they are in the beginning, maybe everything is new. Even the, all the, the old music is beautiful. The old music, but uh, I mean, in in if if doesn't ch- uh, change from the DJs that 
they repeat one and uh, every night the same songs and and they don't make anything. Uh, unfortunately, it will be very frustrating for for the musicians and also frustrating and boring for many dancers that uh, that they wants to have some spicy, some sparkling yeah. uh, during the night. I understand also that there are many, many, many people and dancers that they are really happy having the same thing the whole day, mm -hmm. the whole every night. Mm -hmm. I understand because that is something that belongs to some spirit. Yeah. But, but when many people complain about, well, what is happening with the tango scene that is becoming like low, boring, other scenes are are taking other tango, uh, not tango, uh, other dance scenes uh, are having more people like, I, I don't know, salsa, like souk, like mm -hmm. uh, even uh, uh, twerk or, yeah. or zumba, <laughs> yeah. or I don't mm -hmm. know, people that, that wants to, to feel alive, not that yeah. to feel uh, uh, like with something. And then uh, it's, it's a moment to, to ask mm -hmm. ourselves, well, what we want for the future. Mm -hmm. We want like the same museum uh, spirit with everything, everything the same every night. And then the people just start to, 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 become, to become old mm -hmm. and, and with, uh, without a surprise. Yeah. No? Mm -hmm. I mean, life is uh, something to, to be surprised. I, I don't know, maybe there are little spots at least uh, in Europe, something is changing. I, I feel that something is changing. Uh, there is a movement, a little movement called uh, Neotango, no? ne Neolongas. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Neolongas, uh, first they start like uh, to playing uh, also uh, people who likes to dance tango with other music, like, like I did with Massive Attack <laughs> when, <laughs> when yeah. I start with Narcota. Yeah. And then they play that. But mm -hmm. uh, what, what I don't connect with that, that uh, many of them doesn't play tango at all. Then it's just only other music and not tango. Of course, I, I love to play tango and I love to, to dance tango, traditional, but I like that the night change. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't connect very much like this, this uh, neolongas when nothing about uh, new, uh, nothing about tango is played. Ah. Uh, mm -hmm. But at least in Germany, there are uh, many many places where still underground, mm -hmm. where the where new music is allowed to be played. Okay. Sorry if I start. No, to, that's 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 to great. Talk very long. Great. No, no, no. That's that's great. Yeah, yeah. Here where I live, people every time I play your song Otra Luna, people love it. But so Thank yeah, we we're, we're here. We're very open to a lot of the the newer stuff. Uh -huh. Then I, I I want to encourage encourage you to introduce other songs. Yes. Uh, about uh, Otra Luna and other songs, especially of the yeah, other. Great, yes, great. yes. And the, the people can receive and and be open mm -hmm. to to new music. I wish all your community and you all the best and to just to to. Looking forward for the moment when we can embrace again and, and go to, to dance and enjoy. Yeah. So really quick, Carlos, where do we find out more about you online? Uh, everything is online. You can, uh, for example, in Spotify, 
all my albums are there. I, I released uh, last uh, al- last year uh, an album called Cielo. Uh-huh. Two years ago, an album Fuese, called okay. Fuese. Yeah. And also the five uh, albums of Narcotango are there. Great. Uh, in, in Carlos Libedinsky Spotify. Okay. And also on your website, carloslibedinsky.com.ar. Exactly. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll have that in our show notes. People will be able to look you up. Carlos, once again, thank you so much for taking the time. I uh, really appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. I send you a lot of love to all your people or your crowd. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take Ciao, care. amigo. Ciao. Okay, that was Carlos Libedinsky, a very interesting guy, and it was fun talking with him. And there's something very encouraging and inspiring about his journey. As Narcotango began taking off, you'll remember how difficult it was for Carlos to find and retain bandoneon players. And to deal with that problem, he decided to learn how to play the instrument himself. And when he started the bandoneon, he was already in his late 40s. And this goes to show that if you want to create something meaningful in your life, like start a new hobby or take on an entrepreneurial idea or to learn a new skill, don't think that you're too old or that it's somehow too late for you to start. When Carlos picked up the Bandoneon, he saw right away that it was going to be a huge challenge. But fortunately, he had years of experience as a guitarist and teacher to draw upon. And whatever new idea you might be pursuing, you don't necessarily have to have years of experience in a similar field like Carlos did. If you're new to tango, for instance, you don't need a background in dance in order to become a great dancer. I'd say almost any kind of life experience or skill set will help you achieve your goals. Whatever it is you're able to do or whatever knowledge you have, even if you don't think it's all that special, those are resources that can lead you to good places. And throughout our conversation, Carlos mentioned several times how hungry he was for music. He was trying to do something that he thought was interesting. He wasn't following any particular trend, nor was he obsessing over other people's opinions. He was just trying to create something that he would enjoy. And in the process, he became super famous and landed a few Latin Grammy nominations as well. (laughs) Not bad. Now, your results may vary. You're not guaranteed to gain international notoriety, but if you pursue something that's productive and meaningful to you, and if you stay focused on that and just go where it leads you, good things are bound to happen. Again, you're not too old and it's not too late. So thank you again, Carlos, for sharing your story, your thoughts, and for your time. And as usual, a huge thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. It really means a lot that you've made time to listen to this show. If you're enjoying the podcast and if you've been a fan for a while and would like to help keep the show going, you can make a secure donation through PayPal or join my podcast page on Subscribestar, which you can find at subscribestar.com slash tango podcast. Links are in the description. Thanks so much for your support. And again, thanks to our sponsor today, Strictly Tango. Check them out at strictly-tango.com. Enter Joe's Tango Podcast for that 15% off their wonderful merchandise. All right, you've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.